0: what's up everybody and we are rolling straight on to the 42nd episode of the psych war podcast what's new with everybody honestly for me guys i say like so i'm i'm doing pretty decent especially i guess during the curve and this covid shit even though a lot of bad shit is still coming still been broadcasted we we've all seen the news we've all read articles like stuff just keeps getting worse so Today I'm going to try and take your minds off it of by talking about something I all know that we love talking about. And that's the paranormal. Now, why did I choose the paranormal for today? It's because I personally have met people that have recounted their personal paranormal stories to me. Their ghost stories, their specter stories. And I would say I have a, pur- a pretty good bullshit radar for all the people that, you know, flies hard as fuck in front of you. And just be like yeah man I saw a ghost I was walking through a building And there was this sound that just said get out And I was really freaked out That's in my opinion that's not a ghost bro That's something you actually can play off As an auditory or visual hallucination Like (sighs) One thing I'm starting to learn Is that even though sometimes You have these these massive pockets Of like dread and anxiety For some people that's a motivator And for a lot of artists such as myself So when people say things like that and they're just like, oh, yeah, it wasn't that big for a situation like that. I'm a very expressive person when it comes to situations that I recount in my life. Like I express when I tell when I'm telling a story, if you know me, I tell a story very in detail. So for someone like me, that's like I'm shaped by my ability to be hard on myself. And it's hard to know whether sometimes or not what I'm thinking is really what's going on. It's... (sighs) hmm i feel like it pushes me to not only be more critically thinking but it actually helps me out of some situations where i likely just had you know anxiety attacks and it actually put together something that was happening to me and i was able to calm down and just stop overthinking but eh, it's easier said than done everybody i'm not even gonna lie sometimes you can just put everything outside of your mind sometimes you can't and that's what leads me to the real meat and potatoes of today's podcast and that's us talking about the paranormal so i'm gonna lead off with a story when I was around eight years old, I used to always come out of our, well, my room. I shared a room with my little brother at my grandma's house. I used to always come out of the room and take a left and go directly down the hallway to the kitchen through the dining room and everything to get water at night. Because I've always been a restless kid. I wake up in the middle of the night and I want to get a, like a drink of water. I wake up and I don't want to fall back asleep, shit like that. So tonight, when I turn down the hallway, th- all the lights are off. Because my grandma was, you know, she she's a, she's she's born like post depression so she's very frugal. So she just basically would cut off all the lights. There's no light in the house, everything's dim and dark, no kitchen light, no fucking stove light, nothing. So I see that darkness and I think to myself, yo, fuck no, bro. I'm I'm out of here. I'm going, I'm gonna turn around and go to the bathroom and just get fucking tap water. And this is where shit got bad. I turn around. To go back down the hallway and standing directly, not even standing, I would say like if you've guys ever seen a movie projection screen like on Scooby-Doo where they show how the villain was projecting a ghost and they'll project it and it just moves through the mist like it's not moving itself, it's as if something is moving it, I saw this shimmering woman standing there and the best way I could put it was that she looks like an old haggish lady cloaked in like this ethereal white light that was streaming from the blinds not the blinds from the window because it was nighttime and I froze I still remember this in great detail to this day I can't forget it she just stared at me with her arms down to her sides and I didn't I, I didn't know a word I just stared there in pure shock and fear I didn't understand if that's what I was really seeing at that moment and then suddenly she raised her arms out towards me and stretched her hands out and opened her mouth and started to move towards me. in that same way I said, like Scooby-Doo projections move, like she herself wasn't moving as if something was moving her, guiding her. And the sound that came out of this thing's mouth is a sound that I would never forget. If you've ever been inside of your house or just inside of a building and you've heard the wind ripping past the, you know the doors on a really cold, windy day. That, that sound of wind just, wind just tearing shit outside. That's the sound that came out of that thing's mouth. And as she got closer to me, I, I, I did the only thing I could do as a child. I ran. I turned around and I ran down that dark hallway in the dark all the way to the other side of the house to where my mom's room was. And I remember running through the hallway and tripping because I fell over something in the hallway. And it was actually the lamp. That my gra- my grandma had a lamp directly in front of the hallway that you could turn on that would light up parts of the dining room, because the dining room comes out of the hallway. But I crash into my mom's bedroom, slam the door, lock it, hop into my mom's bed, and you know, she does what a mom does. Plenty of kids have ran into their parents' room screaming that they're having a bad nightmare or something's happening. And obviously, she comforts me. I fall asleep. I wake up that morning to walk outside outside of her room, back to the hallway to see that the lamp that I tripped over that morning was still knocked down. I, to this day, as an adult, I have still never seen that thing again. But one thing I know is that what I saw, I have no doubt in my mind that it was real. I don't. There's a a difference between seeing something and then being confused on what you saw definitely seeing something and then having to question yourself and question the reality of whether you saw it or not and when people tell their ghost stories to me you can tell the people that have actually witnessed something they might be good bullshitters guys i'm not gonna lie i don't think that they are because their stories come off the same way that i tell my stories it is not it's not a fun story that you recall it's not some funny thing that happened to you in some memory that you just recall and it's like yeah man that was crazy it is a traumatic event that scars you And that's the thing from what I saw that day, I can perfectly remember and tell that story as many times as it takes without skipping a beat, without missing a single detail. What I saw is permanently etched into my memory. Now, I will say there's science that supports that when you wake up out of REM sleep, that sometimes your brain is still producing the chemicals that make you dream. And sometimes you see illusions or fake things auditory and visually. But honestly, I personally feel like that's just a reasonable explanation, a logical explanation For me, and I'm sorry, guys, I I know what I saw and I can't deny that that lamp was knocked down the next morning. And to this day, that hallway still has a chilling presence to it that I can't shake. That could be me like. I agree that could be me sitting there, you know, obviously flashing back to it because it traumatized me. And I just think that there's always something there, but I just can't forget any detail of that. And a cool example of what I mean, what I mean when I say seeing is believing and just the power of the human mind is the legend of the win- of the Wendigo from Native American like folklore. And it was basically when a, na- a group of Native Americans, I think it could also have been travelers or settlers, they got stuck in a bad area, you know, no food, harsh weather conditions, and people started dying and eventually people had to start eating each other. And now the, the only way that they could convince themselves that they were you know Able to eat another human being was to tell themselves that they were a monster, that they had become the Wendigo, and they were completely psychologically broken and acted like a monster and consumed flesh like a monster. Now, whether or not the wind the Wendigo was true, whether or not it was real, and they actually had like some type of flesh-eating monster running around, or it was just people actually going through mental breakdowns because of what they had to go through, it shows that the power of the mind is there, that they become this beast, that it's not a they're not capable of doing anything other than eating. And there's documents to support this illnesses. There's documents to support everything that I'm saying. And I find it really amazing that the power of the human mind, and even though you can think of it as like a placebic effect, I'm still not convinced that that shit that happened to me wasn't real. You guys tell me. Like, I know sometimes I go off on a, on tangents, but honestly, I think that as children, not only do we have more active imaginations, that if some type of specter like, or you know, creature did exist, it would show itself to kids. Like, can no one think about how actually fucking weird it is that a child can have an entire imaginary friend? I didn't have an imaginary friend growing up. And I, I'm a very creative child. I'm a very creative child. Like, I, I walked around. I'm, I'm a very creative. I was a very creative child. I walked around with sticks and would just completely turn my day into, like, an anime. And just walk around chopping down tall-ass weeds on our farm, pretending I was a samurai swordsman. So I understand what it's like to be a kid and just have your mind take you to all these different places. But why would my mind as a child show me something like that? Now, I admit I did. I grew up watching a lot of movies, guys. I grew up watching. Like th- there, there's a giant military duffel bag with about over 100 VHS tapes in our garage, just full of all the movies we grew up watching. And a lot of horror movies that I watch, I will say, did leave permanent results on me. The movie *Darkness Falls* still terrifies me to this day. *Jeepers Creepers*, *Leprechaun*. Uh, if, if anyone's ever seen *Tales from the Crypt*, it was all it, it was really good, but it's all it also had some really scary moments. So I don't know if I don't know if the horror movies could have influenced me as a child. There's a chance I've definitely heard of people being, you know, traumatized by their needs, not their needs, by their tendency subconsciously that they don't know they're afraid of things they don't know and that invade their dreams. So I don't really. I don't really like I don't try and say that's the real reason behind what happened. But I really do feel like the paranormal is really in a lot of different regards, because like I said, when people say that they've seen something, it's not just it's not just a. Oh, yeah, man, you know, I saw a ghost when I was a child. They, they sit there and they perfectly recount every detail of that moment, just like I just did for all of you. So whenever you're listening to someone's ghost story a paranormal story, use what I just said as a way to kind of discern what they're talking about see the intensity in their face look for the actual fear there is you can note the fear in people when they recall certain memories Like I said, it's not a fun thing it's traumatic guys and I honestly do believe that I saw something that day and I don't it, it, it's a bitch whether they whether ghosts are real or not like we don't really know. The, a lot of people say that energy can't be displaced and it can't be destroyed. It can only be like transformed and turned into something else. And if our souls are energy, then I guess technically we could speculate and say that once we die, the energy that's left behind, that is our soul, if it doesn't move on or do whatever the fuck they're supposed to do, it's a ghost. I don't know, man. Like These things are super hard to really just guess off sometimes. But i personally think that a lot of people have different superstition like i've met people that leave water outside during a full moon so that they can make moon water i have friends that are deep into astrology i have friends that believe in ghosts i have friends that believe in you know cryptids like lost ancient animals it's all just a matter of whether we choose to believe it or not guys and believing is how it is because to be honest like If anyone's ever seen, uh, if you've ever read Percy Jackson, the way that gods and immortals work in Percy Jackson is that they're immortal. They can't die, but their strength is tied to the belief of mortals. So the, the stronger their followers are in their worship of them, the stronger that God is. So if everyone's giving offerings and praises to Zeus, Zeus's belief is reaffirmed and he is stronger. Now, I'm not sure if everything in life works like that, but what if it does? What if that's how ghosts actually work? As children, we have the minds to just take ourselves places and think of things like that. But as adults, we've been told constantly that it's not real. It's not fake. It's just a trick of your eyes. So what do we really think? What do we really do? It's incredibly hard to think when it comes to seeing is believing. It's a very slippery slope because sometimes there are things that you can't. I can't see the fucking oxygen molecules in the air, but I know I can breathe. I can't see that water is made up of several different components, But I know I can touch water. There are certain things in this world, guys, that we still don't have a deeper understanding of. And I honestly feel like ghosts and the supernatural are one of them. But that's all I'm going to give you guys today for the 42nd episode of this podcast. I'm not going to lie. Lately, with COVID, it's actually been kind of hard to find people for guests. A lot of my typical guests have been just really busy. And I've been trying to branch out and get other podcast guests that I know to come on, not podcast guests, podcast hosters that I know to come on, but a lot of people just have really pent-up schedules right now, guys, so you're going to be getting me for the meantime, and I know my voice is quite soothing and reverberating, but that's going to be it for the 42nd, yeah, 42nd, the 42nd episode of the Psych War Podcast. I love you, everybody, and keep supporting us. We broke 600 plays, guys. Like, that's a, in my opinion, that that's stupid. It's stupid. That means 600 times, you as the loyal viewers have come out and clicked my links, and even though I know some people may have just clicked it to click it, I know that there are people out there faithfully listening to my podcast, and I love you. Thank you for all the support that you give me, and thank you. You really make, you make me want to sit back down and pick this mic up and record. You make me want to share my stories with the world, and I encourage anybody that feels like they need to to just try and do that and get it out. This is the 42nd episode of the Psych War Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening.